this is Dean Miller, and welcome to episode 11 of Dean's List. This week, we're going to cover some really strange, diverse topics. Really, uh, I'm going to do two things primarily. First of all, I'm going to share my impersonations with you. <laughs> and that's part one of this week's podcast. And part two is I'm going to tell you my Brady Bunch story. And for those of you who remember the Brady Bunch, it was the biggest show of the 70s. It's still really big in a lot of people's memories and minds. And I got to visit the set of the Brady Bunch when I was a little kid. And I'm going to tell you all about that and my encounters with the cast. But first, I'm going to do a couple of my dumb impersonations. Now, I can't say that I'm known for my impersonations. I only do a few of them, and I really only feel confident about two. And they're really strange, and I don't know why I can do these, but I can, uh, I can do a pretty good impersonation of Ronnie Dunn, of Brooks and Dunn, and I can do a really good Casey Kasem. Now, a lot of people may not remember who Casey Kasem is. He used to host American Top 40 on the radio, and he had this really distinctive voice. He was also the voice of Shaggy on the Scooby-Doo show. So um, when you listen to the, the hippie Shaggy voice, that's Casey Kasem. And also, it's him on American Top 40 doing the countdown every week. So when I was growing up, that was a really, really big deal. But uh, that's my better impersonation. Let me save that for last. Let me do my Ronnie Dunn impersonation first. All right. Here is Ronnie Dunn of Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, but I'll be all right beneath the light of a neon moon. Yeah, if you lose your one and only... There's always room here for the lonely To watch your broken dreams Dance in and out of the beams of a neon moon Thank you very much. Now today, that's kind of marginal. I would say that's a marginal Ronnie Dunn impersonation today. Some days are better than others, depending on the condition of my voice. But uh, I feel better about my Casey Kasem voice. So... <clears throat> without further ado, -do, <laughs> without further ado, here is my Casey Kasem impersonation. Hi, this is Casey Kasem on American Top 40. Remember, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. I think that's pretty good. I don't do his shaggy voice, but I do his radio voice. This week, we have a caller from Peoria, Illinois, who writes in to say, my cat died, and now I'm furious. I don't even know what that means, but that's kind of uh, the, the angle. He would always tell these really, really sad stories, and then someone would request a song based on the sad experience they had. And um, so Casey Kasem was a really big figure if you were a music lover in, let's say, the 70s and 80s, which I was. And uh, he was everywhere on the radio, and he was a big hero. There's actually a really cool tape of Casey Kasem losing his mind where they do this take, and he, it's a really sad story coming into a happy song, and he gets really mad, and, and he just gets furious and yells on the radio. And they kept the tape, and it's circulating. I think you can find it on YouTube. I'll try to find it, and I'll post it on my site for you guys too. But that, that thing is really funny. Before we go any further, let's uh, get this out of the way. Every week we have a regular feature called Shameless Plug, and here it is. Shameless plug, shameless plug, I'm gonna make a shameless plug. Y'all wanna hear a shameless plug, cause I'm gonna make a shameless plug. I just want to quickly mention that I'm sending out autographed CDs of my new album, 1965, if you'll drop me a note on social media. 
Instagram and Twitter are both at Dean Miller Music. Facebook is at Dean Miller Page. And I'll be happy to get back to you and tell you how to get a CD that's autographed. I'll also send out an 8x10 at no charge, signed, autographed personally to you. So uh, hit me up. I'll be happy to get that to you. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, the famous Brady Bunch story. This must have been about 1973. I was about eight years old. Um, it was the height of the Brady Bunch series on TV. And this was a time, many of you may not remember, but there was a time when you would really look forward to shows that were coming on. Now you just go to, to Netflix or to cable or whatever, and you find the show you want whenever you want. You watch it whenever you want. Uh, but at, in the 70s, uh, there would be a show maybe on a Friday night, like the Brady Bunch. I think it came on at 7 o'clock on Friday night. And as a kid, I would look forward to it all week long. Can't wait till Friday night. Can't wait to watch the Brady Bunch on the floor, on the shag carpeted floor in our living room with our plastic Zenith TV with the plastic remote control that went ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk when you change the four channels we had. That's right, we had four big channels. We had three major networks and then PBS. We had NBC, ABC, CBS, and PBS. Now, there was another thing called UHF, which you would switch the TV over and use a different antenna to pick up the waves, and you would get these fuzzy channels that barely came in. It was kind of almost like community access or maybe the early version of YouTube, but TV was pretty primitive, and the Brady Bunch was a really big deal to me. And so my dad, Roger Miller, happened to be doing a TV show. It was a variety show. I think it was a Dean Martin special, but I can't remember completely because at that age, some of my memories run together, so they're not always precise. But my dad was doing this variety special, and they were in rehearsals, and he was doing this rehearsal with these uh, dancers. There were these female dancers that would gather around him while he sang. It was very hip, cool, 70s type stuff. And Florence Henderson was a guest on this uh, variety show. And Florence Henderson was the mother. She played the mother, Carol Brady, on The Brady Bunch. And my dad knew how much I loved The Brady Bunch. So Florence Henderson was sitting up in the chairs in the audience during rehearsal. And on a break, my dad brought me over to introduce me to Florence Henderson. And at eight years old, this was a really, really big deal to me. So I met Florence Henderson. She was incredibly nice to me. My dad told her how much I loved the Brady Bunch. And she said, well, you should come by the set sometime and, and just check it out. Watch us film an episode. And I could not believe it. This was the most exciting moment of my life. And of course, my dad helped to arrange it and set it up for me to go and see them film an episode of the Brady Bunch. I, I mean, this was a highlight of my childhood. So I'm like eight years old and I'm going to the set with my dad and uh, it was the Chinese checkers episode. I don't know if you remember that episode, how many Brady, Brady fans we have out there, but uh, the Brady Bunch had an episode where Bobby and Cindy were playing Chinese checkers, if you remember that, that episode. And so I just sat around and watched them film. I, I was watching them film scenes in that den area, you know, with the brown sofas and everything. The, the really cool thing about it when you're there is you realize it's all one big set. It was all the living room, the stairs, the uh, kitchen, and the yard. All of that was one big set that ran together. The yard, the, the ground was AstroTurf. It was plastic 
grass and they had picnic tables out there and stuff and the crew would sit around on those picnic tables and have meetings and talk about stuff and whatever but i i was watching the the them shooting the thing i was watching them shoot with bobby and cindy um and and doing their their scene in the in the den and then there was a, a kind of a script conference where some of the people from the crew went over and sat at this picnic table in the yard and they were going to have a conference about the script or the scenes or whatever they were going to talk about. And at eight years old, I had this huge crush on Maureen McCormick, who played uh, Marsha Brady. And I saw her go over to this meeting and I was just a little, you know, squirt of a kid. And so I went over and there was like a little wall there and I sat on the wall. And of course, being a little kid, I must have been just staring at her, just, you know, completely enamored of Maureen McCormick. And I, I'm staring at her and staring at her. And then she looks over and realizes I'm staring at her and she kind of moves a little bit. So someone is between her and me. And then I move a little bit and look at her. And then she realizes I'm doing it and moves again to kind of get behind this other person. And I move again because I'm a stupid eight-year-old kid. And then she rolls her eyes and moves to a completely different place so that I will stop bothering her. So I guess at eight years old, I was a nightmare celebrity stalker. I want to apologize now to Maureen McCormick for stalking her at eight years old on the set of The Brady Bunch, but it was the biggest deal to me that I was able to be there. And I spent half the day there with my dad and meeting people. And the, the only person, the only people I didn't get to meet, I didn't get to meet uh, Robert Reed, the dad, and I didn't get to meet Greg, um, uh, Greg Brady, who is uh, Barry Williams. I didn't get to meet him. They were not there that day. And uh, Peter, Christopher Knight, I did not get to meet him. But Cindy, Bobby, and uh, Maureen McCormick were there. And so they, they were there and I got to meet them. And, and of course, Florence Henderson. So that is my big old Brady Bunch story right there. For those of you who have been asking, I have not been really good about being on time with this podcast. And I want to apologize for that. I don't get it out every Wednesday. I've been producing a few records and working on this release of this album. And it's just been a lot of work. And so I haven't always had time to get to this podcast on time. I'm going to try to do better. I hope you guys can bear with me, but I will always put up a notice on my social media telling you when new episodes are up so you can check there if you want to know what's happening. And if the if the podcast episode is not up, don't worry. It's coming. I will get it up there. I just don't always get it up on Wednesday. Wednesday is the day it's supposed to come out. If you don't see it, I'm just a day or two behind, so please forgive me. Uh, the other thing I want to tell you that I'm behind on is the release of the album. It is coming. I promise you it's going to be streaming mid-August, uh, um, but I've just had some delays for various reasons. One of those is that I've been shooting videos for some of the songs, and the editing process has gotten behind. So I don't want to put the album out if the videos aren't ready. I want everything to be ready in time. And I just want to let you guys know about that. I wanted you to feel uh, up to date on what's going on with me. But I really appreciate you guys keying in and listening to this stuff and listening to the music and sharing your stories. I love to hear your stories. So if you want to write to me on, on social media and share stuff going on with you, if you have any questions, I'm always happy to answer them. But I want to thank you for tuning in to Dean's List this week. It means a lot to me that you listen because I put a lot of my life into this, a lot of my personal stories, and it means a lot to me that somebody out there cares. So thank you again and tune in next week for next week's episode of... Dean's List.